Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg Podcast, episode, episode. 529. Mitch and Charlie here. It is Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. Hope you guys have a good weekend on deck. We're going to be talking about Wisconsin sports, what ifs, a lot of hypotheticals that could have altered the last year plus of Wisconsin sports. We're going to talk about the Bucks playing without Giannis Antetokounmpo yesterday. And if they learned something or if Giannis even learned something watching his team uh, without uh, the Greek freak. And then lastly, the Packers last play, last playoff gasp against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, before I get going though, Mitch, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? Doing good. It's been a, been a great week. I mean, uh, great weather and yeah. probably for one last gasp, if you will. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, and that's certainly and and kept the vibes high. And uh, yeah, Bucks might be figuring some things out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll discuss. But um, yeah, doing doing well. Yeah, man. It's it, the weather was great. Um, you know, I was out to get out, got out to golf yesterday at Fairways and Woodside. Shout out to them. Um, had a little incident, uh, where I lost my phone, uh, on the, yeah. like, it was like through holes six through eight. I, I don't, I didn't, I guess I had find my iPhone, but my dad is an Android. So it probably wouldn't have mattered. And then I would have had to try his buddy. And I don't even know if his buddy has it that I, we were golfing with had an Android or an iPhone. Um, but with that said, like we couldn't find it. I, I thought it was probably lost because it wasn't coming in. Get home, get a phone call that, oh, we have your phone. So I have to drive all the way back out to Sussex, which is about a 30 minute drive. Um, I, my wife and I debated if I should tip the people, which I would love for you to weigh in. Cause you're like, that's cheesy. Like you don't need to tip them. They found your phone, but I'm like, they, they were super nice. It's trying to do something. Um, nice for them and I was able to retrieve the phone but yeah that was a uh I would have survived I would have I have insurance but not not exactly uh what you want early on in your golf round tip them they found your phone I mean I, I don't why would I don't yeah I don't know why would you I don't know why why would you pay them I think I mean, it was I think it was just the fact they went the extra effort right they like put like it's like they have the electronic like golf carts so they put on the screen like lost iPhone holes six, seven, and eight. If return, please, please return it to the clubhouse. They were really accommodating about it. I don't know, but I, at the end of the day, I didn't tip because it was only the bartender there. I said, "Hey, do you guys split the tips?" And she's like, "No." And she kind of sucked as is. And I was like, "Well, I'm not tipping them. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. gonna tip you. I'm not gonna let you get uh, extra twenty dollars." Uh, out of this because you didn't do so shit. Did it just fall out of your pocket, or I? Yeah, must have. Or I was like on it, and then I was like, "Oh, it's your time to hit," and then I I dropped it. And I realized down? I dropped it. Yeah, but or like yeah, drop. Yeah, it was crazy. It. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, what's crazy is Man. like I I didn't know like I didn't have a phone until like the end of the eighth hole. Like I was just enjoying my time, like not really thinking about it. And usually I'll put my phone in the well of the cart but I wanted to keep it on for to see how many steps I was getting. And yeah. now I'm just going to ask for a, like a wearable for Christmas, like a Fitbit or a, you know, a, a Apple watch or something like that. So I can keep track of that shit because not going to have that well, happen again. Yeah. You'd lose your head if it wasn't attached to your shoulders. So. Some people, some people do tell me that some people do tell me that. And uh, yeah, 
it's uh it's that there's definitely a what if uh if i didn't have my phone and i would have had a lot of busier uh busier thursday than i did and you'd be, top, you'd be back to the dark ages yeah i would have i would have figured it out i've i actually had like a funny tweet cook queued up like thought about it and was like i'm gonna do the like you know like the facebook statuses of like oh you don't have your phone reach me here sort of thing and just would have said something <laughs> dumb about I that. I forgot like, about those. Remember those? Or I did oh, they, yeah. I don't think AIM they really have. Yeah, but like got, got drunk you, last night, lost my phone, hit me up here if you need me. Or something like that. <laughs> that, yeah, has to be, that has to be a bitch for the people that that happens and then that's in your Facebook memories and you're like, fuck, this was like five or six years ago when I when I lost my lost my phone. I, I had a banger of a memory Facebook status today. Uh, and it, it was this Chuck Schumer. If you ban for a loco juice or anything else, I'm going to create an alcohol ring that will make Al Capone turn over in his grave. <laughs> yeah. That must've been what? Two, 2010. You bet. 2010, November. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Schumer had shut down for loco. Um, we were once a proper country pre for loco with caffeine and alcohol. Now we're not a proper country without caffeine and alcohol and four loco. Yeah, because 2010 was yeah, I could see fall 2010 being peak four loco. Oh yeah, time. Yeah. At least at least as as we knew it. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it was four loco. The four loco fall was just a you know you could do a thirty for thirty on it. Nobody would remember it. They would just have little bits and pieces of of what happened. It'd be like you go to the the corner store and it would be. Four locos were what a couple dollars, so like everybody would get a four loco, and then you get like a bottle of something, and that would be your that'd be your pregame. Hey, you'd be good, you'd be good. And if you did two four locos, you would not know where you were, who you were, uh, what you were. Um, it was so that was a one and done. What what had happened in the rest in, in your life yeah. leading up to that day? <laughs> I probably and we'll get to the, the show, but. The last thing I'll say about Four Loco, one of my favorite things I ever did was do, I ended up doing a TV 10 state segment uh, where I worked in college on Four Loco. I'd had a Four Loco and we were previewing the movie. I think we were previewing The Wrestler and me and my guy, Dougie, shout out Dougie, he's been on the show a long time ago, but he's been on. And we just basically reenacted a wrestling thing. I ripped off my shirt like I was Hulk Hogan. It was great. I wish there's footage. Yeah. You were on Four Loco? Yeah, I had, I'd, ha- I'd had a Four Loco before uh, going on on uh, closed circuit television. Yeah, that was a wild time. Yeah, yeah. not Maybe not Harry Carey, like, drinking whiskey throughout a nine-inning baseball game, but, you know, something something adjacent. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, as I said, Wisconsin sports, what ifs. It's been a wild year. I feel like the last three months has been an absolute whirlwind. In general, I don't think that it's been this tumultuous in Wisconsin sports just all together in a very long time. I'm going as far to extending invitations to the Marquette bandwagon to all Wisconsin sports fans because I know it's been so bad and you want to cheer for a winner. Like, I, I get it. I'm here for you. Um, and like, it's just been it's been brutal. And so that's what it kind of got me got this idea. And one of the other ideas of this were the idea of Jordan Love. And Jordan Love kind of sprung it because I was thinking about when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, the Packers were four and six. And and we talked about on this show back then, right around this time, a little after, about, hey, maybe Love should play against the, the Bears just to see it, 
and we thought that Love could beat the Bears last year. And he didn't, and Rodgers gutted it out, and then they went on the run, the whole thing. But if Jordan Love did play last December, would the Packers be better right now, or would they be worse off where they're now, or would it be kind of the same? So let's just start there. I think they'd probably be better off, right? Like, I mean, there. I feel like there's a there's a theory out there that Aaron Rodgers did not want Jordan Love to play at any point, you know, any extended point last season. You know, if there was if there was an injury, and, and Rodgers was hurt. I mean, by all all accounts, he was injured last year, and and right, like you said, gutted it out. And what's the reason? You know, did he just want to? Was he, you know, is he macho? Is he, is he, it's an ego. It's probably ego because he didn't want Jordan Love out there to potentially either take his job or I I don't know if, you know, he would have took his job obviously last season, but it definitely would have made the transition from Rogers a little smoother, I guess. If, if Jordan Love would have, would have played the last, you know, five, six weeks last year or, mm-hmm. or at least some of that or most of that and, and look good, it would have been, well, you know, you know, we don't need Rogers anymore. He's chopped liver and we can just send him wherever. Now they ended up doing that anyway, but Jordan Love didn't really, didn't really reap any of the benefits of, of being able to play going in. So yes, he's a third year quarterback, fourth year, whatever he is now. And, but he would have had an extra month or, you know, of, of prep time and would have had mot- uh, momentum going into this season. Now, so now you've had, so that didn't happen. Now you have this year. It's been kind of up and down. Um, I was, I guess, pleased with this past week, but it's like, you know, he, he, the offense, you know, they move the ball a little bit against a pretty good defense. Took him a while. It just, it makes you wonder yeah. like, okay, what if he, what if he had, five or six right. games last year, are we yeah. are we really really hitting the ball or hitting the ground running this year as opposed to kind of what it's been so far? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I I would probably lean on the side of better. I think just to build a case for it might be the same is that the fact that not a lot of the weapons would be the same because it was Alan Lazard, it was Randall Cobb, Christian Watson year one, Romeo Dobbs year one, nothing in terms of uh, – in, in terms of the rookies, they have Reed and Wicks and Musgrave who've been awesome. Uh, so maybe it would have, it that would have still been the learning curve and it would not have, you know, kind of developed the way it is. But I think everybody would have got comfortable playing with Jordan Love in general. I think both sides of the ball, even defense, just knowing, okay, we have Jordan Love back here. We don't have Aaron Rodgers. We maybe can't get away with some of the shit that we do because Aaron's going to bail us out. Kind of the old Giannis adage, right? Where, you know, sometimes the Bucks will fall asleep because they're just like, oh, Giannis will get a layup for us. Giannis will get a block for us. It's like sometimes Giannis isn't there. Sometimes Giannis is hurt. And I do wonder, yeah, would this have been different? I think you are absolutely spot on about the ego of Aaron Rodgers not allowing it to happen. I don't think, though, any quarterback would have allowed it to happen. I don't think her cousins would allow that. I mean, Tannehill's asking for his release uh, from the Tennessee Titans. I think that's because he wants to yeah. play for the Browns. Um, but Regardless, like these guys don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want their last, they don't want to go out like a bitch. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. A little aggressive, but that's, that's what it is. And Rodgers didn't want to go out that way. And they were still in the fight. I do think had the Packers lost one of those games in December, 
you may have seen Jordan Love for the final couple of games of the season, but you didn't. And that's, I guess, another what if is like, what if the Packers lost the Dolphins or on Christmas? Would we have seen Jordan Love at least for a couple of games? And might that have made things better? I I think it could have at least helped. It would have at least got Matt LaFleur. I think the other thing is, before we move on to the box, like it would have got Matt LaFleur more comfortable play with Jordan Love. I still think there are times where he thinks he has Aaron Rodgers back there. Some of the first court, first half stuff, and just like some of the timeout management and clock management where Rodgers was on top of all that shit. And I, I just think LaFleur sometimes forgets about it, partly because he's, he's doing the play calling and that's an entirely different conversation. Uh, but I, I do wonder would that have, that have helped things would that have progressed the love LaFleur relationship on the field, you know, if they got some time together last year. Yeah. Well, you bring up the point about not having weapons, the same weapons, and maybe maybe that's why the, they didn't go to love at any point, too, is the front office has figured, well, we're probably going to have a whole fresh group of, of, of pass catchers, and it, it really, what good would it do? And and maybe that's why it never never happened to partially. Yeah. But I do think that you're right. That with, with the you know Rogers want you know you kind of want to go out on top, and he ultimately didn't really. Um, no. But you know, I'm sure he thought he was going to that whole time. And, oh yeah, um, not, yeah, he know, thought and, he was going to have. It's, the... it's not really you know to, to use a Brett Favreism. I mean, it's not really his job to no. to worry about the team's future. And you know, it's it's every athlete is be where your feet are and one game at a time and, and, you know, all that. So that's why I'm sure it Rogers was, was all about playing the rest of the year and, and not even taking a single, single half off even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, and then my next, what if is what if Giannis doesn't get hurt against Miami? He ends up playing the series healthy, the Bucs would probably win that series. And you probably don't have Mike Boonholzer fired. Drew Holiday might not be traded. Um, would the Bucs be better today than they are right now? Or would they somehow be worse? Or would it kind of just be the same? Well, this is, I mean, this is a tough one because Absolutely. <laughs> so much, ha- so much I, has changed. I, I, and, I can, and if, if you want me a, to go. A complete I, domino effect. Oh, I know. I mean, it, I'm happy to kick it off if you if you want me to go. Go ahead. I think it would be the same. I actually think Budenholzer was going to get fired pretty much no matter what, unless they want a championship. I think really? the vibes were, yeah. I I think I think the, I don't know if Drew gets traded, but I think the vibes would have were bad with Bud and the Bucks. Just reading the quotes, reading the country club atmosphere, Giannis had to sign the extension. They knew it was coming up. If that relationship had gone sour, the Bucks would have the Bucks would have moved quickly. They do everything on Giannis's being call. Now you could also put it maybe they wouldn't have listened to Giannis as much if you know this had happened, right? And and he hadn't got hurt. But I just I don't see a scenario. I guess they would have had to make the finals, and if they made the finals, Bud probably doesn't get fired. But if they didn't make the finals, I I really think they would have they would have parted ways with Bud. Hmm. Hey, yeah, I don't, I mean, that's tough to say. I mean, they were, I I can, I can understand why they fired him Mm -hmm. because losing to an eight seed in the first round is, is not a, not a good look. Right. And 
you know, I mean, obviously, yes, with, with the quotes, you know, coming out after the fact, you know, some of the stuff they've said, players have said, you you could obviously make the case for that. I mean, it's if Giannis doesn't get hurt, I mean, yeah, they probably win that series. You know, they the games that he did play, they obviously were were very good in until the last five minutes of right. of all those games and or the last two games. And you know, they probably win that series and, and things probably are I I just don't know if Bud gets fired if they it depends. I mean, I guess they if they lose in the second round, is that any better? I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, they would have. They would have probably lost to the Knicks, right? They would. They would have lost the Celtics again. So it's like, all right, two straight years, two straight years losing to the Celtics, and yeah. you can't beat the Celtics now. And Giannis yeah. and the Celtics own Giannis, and you have to make changes to beat the Celtics. Now, what would have been crazy is if Drew Holiday still got traded to the Celtics, and that's like one of their solutions to beating the box with Damian Lillard. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you're right though. It's domino effect. It's such a crazy thing that that happens. And, you know, is Damian Lillard even here, right? Do, if the box, I think what would be more, I guess I'll ask you, what would be more likely Bud getting fired or Damian Lillard here? If the box got to the Eastern conference finals last year. Um, Probably, I'd I'd say Dame being here. I think if they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, I don't know. Like the Dame trade was, I just think such a a rare opportunity, if you will. I mean, yeah. it just was, you know, I don't think it was on the radar until a week before it happened or something, right? Like right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they must have just decided that they were gonna that they were willing to move on from Drew, which is funny you know, with the way this season has gone, because here we are talking about what ifs and and they've made pretty drastic changes. Things have been kind of, you know, I guess all right. They're seven and four. Mm -hmm. But what if none of this happened, right? I mean, you're running it back. Yeah. You have buds, you have bud here still, you have drew here, you know, people be losing their minds. Well, I don't know if people be losing their minds, but it would just be like, Wake me up again in April. And... Well, are yeah, and also, are we sure their record would be seven and four? Like Chris is on a minutes restriction. There were what two games this year where Dame won the Bucks the game, the Philly game, actually three, the Philly game, the Detroit game, the New York Knicks game. All of those were Damian Lillard Dame time last five minutes. Those clutch moments that were lacking from the Bucks all season last year. So there mm-hmm. is a world where the Bucks would have been 500 or 500 or worse and really struggling. And like that. To yeah. Me but they're is also like, not giving up 130 points to the Raptors probably no, in that one game. No, absolutely not. Um, they're probably not. They're probably not looking as lazy as they did against Atlanta and, and Toronto. Yes. That is also very true. So, so they still so might the rec- be, records probably about the same. Right. Yeah. Really. They're, yeah, they're, I don't think that they are, like, elite at this point. But, yeah, you're right. And everybody would be dubious of them come to the playoffs. People that were Bucks fans and people that weren't Bucks fans. Yeah. So. But people would assume that they're that they're going to be the one seed. And, mm-hmm. right, as, as it stands now, a lot of people don't assume we're going to be the one seed. But right, we'll see. Long way to go. 
All right. And playoffs do not start in December, even though the media wants us to believe that the NBA is the NFL. So, um, which is another topic that I'm sure we'll yeah, talk I mean, about you, a little bit. If you listen to if you listen to national sports radio, it's a it's a lot of like, I know it's early, but do you see so and so making the playoffs or like do you do you see the Timberwolves as for real? And it's like Yeah, man, we're mean, ten games at, in. At this point it should just be what has surprised you like if you and I were doing a national NBA show, it really would be about like what has surprised us, what's been disappointing. What have stood out to us? What teams have stood out to us? What are something that we're keeping on our radar in December, either good or bad, right? Like what are potential trades going on? This whole Levine thing that's been simmering. Um, and so like, yeah, like I just don't think you need to talk about it like the NFL and say, yeah, this team's a title contender. This team's this, these teams that. It's like, look, last year, New Orleans looked like a juggernaut. New Orleans looked like one of the best teams in the NBA. Looked like yep. they were going to just absolutely steamroll, and they were like the next team up. And then they didn't they they didn't even make the real playoffs. They lost in the play-in. So mm-hmm. first round of the play-in, they didn't even get to the last game. They lost the first game to Oklahoma City. So it's like I don't know, man. Like it it can it can change like that because of injuries, because of chemistry, because of just teams start figuring you out, get a book on you, figure out all right, this is what we have to do. So like. I like Minnesota. I like Anthony Edwards. I think he's a hell of a player, but it would not shock me if Minnesota comes back to earth by January. Yeah. Well, I had them as I think fourth in the West. So I'm yeah. hoping they, they, yeah, I, I they kind of keep it up. I had them high too. I also had the Rockets in playoffs, by the way, I should have had the Rockets higher. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a team that's probably going to, well, I don't know. He is a pretty good coach, but, um, right. but, Ime was also twenty five. was also twenty five and twenty five. I wonder if Celtics fans are calling him to get fired. Um. Anyways, uh, they absolutely moving were. Moving on. Uh, Craig Council, if he were to retire in twenty twenty two, if he were to step Ooh. down, Craig Council or Greg Council, <laughs> as some people are calling, him, which is weird, or Clownsell, um, that I've, I've heard that. Uh, if he were to step down in twenty twenty two, uh, fall that year. And then take a year off and go with the Cubs. Would Brewer, let's just say Brewer fans, maybe not the Brewer team. Will you do fans and team? Would the fans be better today? Would they be worse? Would they be the same? Would the team be better for it? Would they be worse for it? Would they also be the same? Where where do you kind of lean on that? Council retired. Man, that would have been shocking. Um, right. I think, you know. Um, one year left on his deal and everything else that that everybody knew if he, that if was, he would have just said, Well, well, Jack's going into his senior year. I wanna right? wanna watch him win a state championship and um he kinda did both, actually, as it turned out, which yep. was you know, good for him. Um but yeah, I mean that would have that would have been shocking. You know, you Pat Murphy is probably definitely your manager then. I think at that probably. point. I feel yeah. I feel like it's you know and we have confirmation that that was probably going to be the course of action now, but um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think since the council move, I think I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that managers don't matter, uh, matter now. <laughs> so it, it probably it, just because it's easier for me to, to cope with it. Yeah. Um, but so I, it's, it's 
probably about the same. I mean, I, I think council was worth some wins in, in the regular season. Um, I don't know. Maybe they would have been better off just because the postseason hasn't been great for council the last several cracks at it. Yep. And um, maybe they're better off if, if that would have happened. I, I think, I think it, it would have been certainly, you know, him retiring and then all of a sudden now he goes to the Cubs, you know, fast forward to this year. Mm. I think fans would have probably taken it a little better. Yeah. I don't know though. I mean, look, they were mad. The guy, the guy probably could have taken five years off, and then if he would have ended up at, at at the Cubs after all the shit he said over the years, and yeah, and, look, tooted his own own horn. I mean, it it, it I, people would have still been pretty pissed off about that. We've talked about the Favre Council comparison, and Favre was a year. There was a year in between, right? Favre didn't go immediately. To, to the Minnesota Vikings, and everybody fucking hated Favre. And everyone was so mad at Favre for doing that. And Craig Council, you know, doing the same, doing it a little bit worse, where it was, a, a it was blindsided, it was out of nowhere. No one, everyone knew Favre wanted to get back at the Packers, knew he was pissed at the Packers. That was entirely known. There was no mm-hmm. secret there. Council, it was, there's this was not there. I have to think, given that now there's rumors coming out that the Cubs are fully focused on Shohei Otani, that they want Shohei Otani, that part of that pitch for Craig Council was that we're going to get Shohei Otani. Now, do will do will they? I don't know, but I think that that was a huge part of it. And Council knew, like, I can't get Shohei Otani with, with the Milwaukee Brewers. As much as all of us would love that, it's extremely true. Now we'll we'll see if it pays off. We'll see if they actually do it. Um, but I I do wonder was that part of that pitch and was that part of that conversation? And it but it doesn't help me cope better. I don't I don't like no. feel better about the whole thing. And honestly, if Otani and the frontline Japanese pitcher goes to the Cardinals, like I have to declare a personal war on on Japan. Like I don't know if I can eat sushi all summer, and I don't know if I want to watch baseball. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that would be tough. Um, yeah. I mean, regardless if it's Otani or what, I mean, there's no question that by all, by all accounts, the Cubs are going to be bumping the payroll up a little bit this year after a couple of years, or at least, you know, yeah, it's been two seasons that they've been down, I think probably in payroll, a little bit of a youth movement. Um, must be nice, you know, to have, you know, the Ricketts are – if I was a Cubs fan, I'd probably have been upset with them the last few years. But as yeah. long as they – I think that's that's what Brewer fans want too is like, okay, since 2018, you know, with one game away from the, from the World Series, you lose a couple guys and it's like, okay, you're going to take a, take a year off or a year down, with down payroll – Maybe play a couple of younger guys, see what you got, see what you can build around, and then and then add to it again, which hasn't happened for the Brewers, right. unfortunately. Um, and we'll see if that ever does again. But with Chicago, you know, it 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 sounds like and it would be hilarious if they don't actually um, you know, end up with any that'd be very Chicago, honestly. I mean, oh, how yeah. many years how many years are the Bulls tied to all these superstar free agents in the NBA and 
Kobe Bryant. They were going to get Kobe at one time and, and they've never gotten fucking any of them. Right. So, yeah, no, uh, I mean, that we'll it's see. very true. It's very true. Right. They read the allure of oh, Allen Robinson. I'm sorry. They, they got yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah, right. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy. He chose them over green Bay. He wanted to live in Chicago over green Bay, Wisconsin. Not a surprise to really anybody. Uh, and we'll, We'll see what happens. Um, I think that, you know, the Brewers fans would have probably been better. I the player, the the team probably is worse just with all the young guys. I don't know though. I I was very against the Murphy thing. You and I both were railing against it. I still have my reservations, but I will say this week has made me feel better just in the things that I've read, the comments he's made, the Ricky Weeks kind of infusion of a guy who's been there before. Who, who knows kind of ins and outs. Um, a yeah. guy, I, I think that there's something good there. I, I just can't, I really have a hard time saying that they're going to completely rebuild. I understand a reset. I under, we talked about it last week. We did a whole thing. If you guys missed it, but like, I just can't see the, the like complete fire sale. And we're, we're nine, we're a 90 or a hundred loss team next year. Yeah. Well, and first of all, regarding Pat Murphy, I mean, you really at this point, I have no choice but to be fine with it. Obviously, yeah, gotta um, get in the boat. <laughs> but exactly, but certainly wasn't really at top of my list. And I, I guess I don't mind the Ricky Weeks thing. I feel like Pat Murphy feels like a red ass, and maybe he's not. Um, yeah, you read the quotes; lot of, it doesn't. A lot doesn't of players like seem, seem to seem to like him. He's he's coached a lot of. You know, he was the Arizona State coach, which is, for those who don't know, I mean, prob- you know, a top five baseball program, you know, right. and it probably was top one for a long time uh, for college baseball. And he was the manager there and um, for a while. So I think he's managed a lot of baseball players that he's been around the game a long time. Um, and there is weirdly this trend of older managers in baseball. <laughs> After Crazy. after a few years of of the Gabe Kapler experiments and well, Council himself was yeah was young. I mean, he was probably what forty when he took over. Yeah, you know, or something like that. And um, <clears throat> now he's the highest paid manager. So I guess yeah. you know, <laughs> God bless him. But right, right. So Ron Washington gets hired somehow, which I can hardly say that with a straight face. I mean, um, Ron at seventy one is just like. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah but, the, you know, I mean. Dusty Baker, I know. Series. Right. Ron Washington got to a World Series, and he's. I was going to compare him to Dusty Baker. You know, uh, the problem is the Angels are not the Astros. No. Um, you know, and I could manage the Astros probably. <laughs> um, so, um, so Dusty, yeah. you know, Dusty finally gets one, and and we'll see what happens with Ron Washington. But I, you know, the Angels are a fucking disaster. So right, um, right, exactly. I know. I, I so yeah. I mean, maybe the Brewers, but with Ricky Weeks, I mean, he can kind of bridge the gap a little bit if there is any type of, um, I don't know, red assness or, or old headness from from Pat Murphy. But right away, Christian Yelich posts a picture of him and him and Murph. Yeah, we got another Murph in our lives, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, we do. We we Murph won't know if we're bitching about him or the manager. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to be P Murph and uh, NMM and make yeah. sure that we're uh, we're specifying uh, for those Murphs. 
Right. So, yeah. so no doubt about it. So last sure. one, last one, and we'll be quick on that is what if Luke Fickle did not get the Wisconsin job and that they hired somebody else would, and I, I can take it. Uh, I don't, I think the Badgers will be worse. I still, which is crazy to say, right? Because they're five and five, fighting for their life for a bowl game, need to win against Nebraska to keep their bowl streak alive. I think what a lot of people are missing, I've said this a couple times throughout this year, is that Paul Chris and Jim Leonard were awful recruiters. And I understand the Wisconsin guys, they didn't know how to recruit in this era, in the NIL era. They had no fucking idea what they were doing. That cupboard is bare. So when you start getting injuries, things start showing up. I've seen this with Marquette when Buzz Williams left the covered bear and Steve Wojciechowski had to pick up the pieces and we gave Steve Wojciechowski two years. Now, then after two years, we realized, hey, Steve Wojciechowski, not a good coach. And this was pre-transfer portal. So, you know, and we were like, all right, this guy sucks. Um, and he had, then it was two more or three more years before he actually got the, the heap But I, I don't think like, this is something to freak out about. I know there's the Paul Chris fanboys who are still banging the drum, like that this was a mistake. I just don't know how you can come to that conclusion. So I, as bad as the season has been for the Badgers and not what they've wanted, I don't think it's any better with another coach. I don't really know who else you're getting. Dion's not coming here. Hugh Freeze isn't yeah, coming here. And that's, that's um, what I was thinking. Like, what if, well, then who else? I mean, would Jim Leonard be the head coach still? Cause he was the interim, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, and would it be any different? I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think they're worse. I think they're, they probably, they're, they probably don't lose to Northwestern. No, um, you're right. And the Northwestern thing, I would love to, I'd love to know. I think it's just like a bunch of kids who just were, they, they thought they were getting something. They thought they were going to be the TCU of this year and they clearly weren't. And so everybody just sort of quit. And just sort of said, yeah, we're out. And Luke Fickle has kind of called out his teams, kind of said it's a gut check game for Wisconsin. I think Hunter that Wooler did too. Hunter Wooler, Mordecai. I, I I do think it's kind of a nuts on a table. It's an NBC Saturday night game. So that'll be cold as shit. I don't know what the weather is in Madison, but that's going to be a chilly one for the last home game. Potentially Braylon Allen's last game is a bachelor too, because he's draft eligible. Um, and we'll be interested to see if, you know, he can go because he played a little bit in the Northwestern game that had to go out because the injuries were too much. So yeah. I don't, I don't see any way the Badgers are somewhat better. If it's Paul Christ, if it's Jim Leonard, if it's, uh, you know, some other slap deck, I don't think Matt rule like, also Matt rule is probably not coming in, not taking the Wisconsin job over the Nebraska job. Right. What about like Lance Leipold. <sighs> now, but see, he he did stay. Like I, they didn't they didn't really pursue Lance as far as we know. If Lance would come, that's a, that might be a different story. Um, because I I just think Lance Leipold's a hell of a coach. But you know, it's it's there. And but I look like Luke Fickle was a slam dunk hire. Yeah, I mean, it 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 has felt like the Gary Anderson era so far. Yeah, stay with me. But like, yeah. you know, Fickle was. Was he not like the big catch? I mean, he got was... an A plus on CBS Sports. If you go through the coaching carousels from last year, it was an A yeah. plus hire according to them. Who you know he took Cincinnati to the playoff for God's sake. I mean, yeah, you know, there's no reason that Wisconsin can't do it, but it's gonna take it's gonna take some time. You know, I mean, 
and then hopefully they they stay with him for you know a couple years because yeah i feel like he will be fine oh yeah it's just it's just probably too much of chris guys and and maybe the transfer portal guys aren't quite as good as as you know they were supposed to be and um quarterback play has been not great but right um and it's you know brain lock and you know you're right and you have a young guy and, and i mean it's it, you're you're in a spot where you're for you're forced to play him and um you know you lose your tanner mordecai he was not probably what we thought he was either and no and um, and you know and you have a guy mayberry i forget his last name his first name is mayberry which is wild the kid from texas who's a four-star quarterback that's coming next season he well, it was quoted the other week being like, I'm Phil Longo's guy. I'm so excited to learn in Phil Longo's system. So it's like you can't really get rid of that guy if you have a four-star quarterback actively coming to your school to play for that system. Like, I think if anything, they get rid of Mike Tressel, uh, the defense, especially because I think there's going to be defensive coordinators available. Uh, Zach Arnett, who was at Mississippi State, who got fired already. Andy Avalos got fired at Boise. I think Dave Aranda, if Badger fans remember him, he's going to probably get fired at Baylor. You're going to have some guys, some big names that are available and ready to go. And yeah, and I don't and I don't think they'd open the door back up for Jim Leonard. That's the one thing that would be we'd go through this whole perpetual shit cycle again because Leonard's you know an analyst right now for Illinois. If they fire Trestle, they'll be like, well, just bring back Leonard. It's like no, I. I don't think yeah, he's, he ain't coming back. No, he's going to go coach in the NFL and coach for the Packers, which is basically Mike Patton's system, but no one wants to, no one wants to acknowledge it, that Leonard basically runs what Mike Patton did. So um, I would prefer uh, Robert Sala to get fired and then him be the new DC of the Green Bay Packers or Sean McDermott. One of the two. I don't care. <laughs> Just, yeah. Speak that into existence. I'm good. I, the, well, there was one of the jet, one of the Barstool guys who's a Jets fan talks about how Sala needs to lose the job. And I'm like, please, I'm like, please do this. Like, please force Robert Sala out. Like, get, get this shit as loud as possible. It's like, yeah, because then you could almost have co head coaches. Oh, yeah. Be. And, and Rogers, and I, I could see Rogers pushing for Nathaniel Hackett to get a head coaching job again, which is wild to think about. I also liked how Rogers was like, I won two MVPs with the Daniel Hackett system. I was like, did you do it though? Like that's like, like Matt Fleur was the play caller. Like yeah. it's like the, uh, the meme. Are you sure about that? Like, I, I don't, I don't think that's how I, re- I remember things. Yeah. I mean that that's like Mahomes saying, I won a, a couple MVPs and a Super Bowl in Eric B system. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's Andy it's- Reid system. Right. It's now it crazy. turns out Eric Bieniemy is a pretty damn good, damn good offensive coordinator. So loves to pass um, the ball. Just addicted to passing the football. Does not run the football to save save as, guys. As a former so. running back, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember when Eric Bieniemy played. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, all right. Any other what ifs that I missed that you you thought about uh, before we move on to talk about what's going on in Bucks world? Nah, nothing. I. Something probably crossed my mind, but I can't recall it right now. So that's okay. What if what on. if what if Ted Davis didn't get pushed out because of his COVID beliefs, and we we we'd not have to listen to Dave, uh, who's who's about as uh, exciting as watching paint dry. What if uh, Mark Lazarus doesn't sell his stake in the, in oh, the organization? Do we that, get Dan Lillard? 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that one. That's that's interesting, right? Like if Lazarus is still there, we're just pinching pennies. We're no different than the other mark in Milwaukee. Um, so I love it. Uh, all right, moving on to the Bucks, as we mentioned. Uh, the Bucks won a game that I don't think a lot of people expected them to win in Toronto yesterday over the Raptors, 128 to 112. They got revenge out of their first Raptors game. There was no Giannis after the combo in that game. Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley lit it up 37 for Dame, 30 for Beasley. And I, I just wonder, you know, did the Bucks and Giannis himself learn anything watching this team without him? And will will we see some of that, you know, as we as we continue on this weekend? Now, Giannis is questionable for tonight's game against Charlotte uh, as of now, as well as Marjan Bochamp. So he might not play. So this all might be meaningless. But still, Giannis, I feel like, can learn on the bench, even if he's not playing again this again tonight. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that they played probably their best game of the year without Giannis. Um, I think he I think we should learn. And he should learn some things, uh, namely, pass the fucking ball once in a while. That would be very helpful. I think that without Giannis out there, it was noticeable that Dame was kind of his his old self a little more. Um, yep. Now, in fairness to everyone, it's actually kind of funny that they that they played the best together in the first game, right? Yeah. And then since then, it's been kind of weird. Um, yeah. But, right, so the Toronto game, certainly did not expect them to win that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just it, it just felt like, I don't know. It's it You've seen it in the past when Giannis doesn't play. You're like, oh, man, you know, we're, we're screwed now. And then they go out and hit 20 plus threes and win the game, right. you know, easily, which is pretty much what happened against Toronto, I mean. Yeah, they were 20 um, of 49, I believe. No, maybe not that much. 20 of 39? They were really good for three last probably night. Probably 20 of 49, probably 49. Um, but it helps that Malik Beasley figured it out for once. Um, yeah. Yeah, Malik Malik knew his ass was in the jackpot. He knew he had to uh he had to deliver. Yeah. And so I mean it, it they just they looked a lot better. I mean, it just you'd like to see it's it's hard to have such a ball dominant or you know Giannis is having a hard time I think with being I don't know if it's a facilitator is the word I'm looking for but just just he's not really doing what he said he was gonna do right you know certainly to start the year and and throughout so far he's not setting screens and if he you know he is not, you know, they're not spamming the pick and roll, which is no. maybe you don't want to do that all season, right? Because then, yeah. you know, then everybody knows what you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And and that that feels like a thing that yes, you do in the last quarter, the last five minutes, and and but otherwise, you kind of just figure out a ways to score otherwise. But it, it's it, you'd like to see. It's good to see Dame get going. And hopefully he can carry that after a couple of rough games for him. Hopefully he can carry that when Giannis does return to the lineup. It just just being a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think that yeah, the Giannis sort of him dealing with like the the changes is something maybe he didn't expect. Like 
we can all say that we're going to change, right? You can say, all right, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to stop doing this. And then when the rubber meets the road and you actually have to stop doing that thing you know, or change what you've done for five or six years, you don't want to actually do it. And so I do wonder if maybe, you know, Adrian Griffin talked about the dark cloud and everybody overreacted and freaked the fuck out about that. I wonder if maybe that's some of it where it's like, we're struggling trying to get Giannis and Dame on the same page because Giannis wants to do one thing, Dame wants to do this thing, and it's creating a little bit of friction. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just we we still are trying to figure everybody out. And so I, I yeah. do wonder if this is helpful for Giannis to watch this and say, "All right, this is what they're this is what he, Dame's saying. I, I need to listen to this more. I need to see this more often, and just sort of work with work within the system that that's out there for me." The dark cloud comment was so stupid. Yeah. Like, it it it's like just say something different. Like we I mean, I know what you're saying, I guess. Adrian but... Griffin needs media training in the worst worst way possible. Like <laughs> well, Bucks P- Twitter Bucks... Is, Bucks Twitter is ultra sensitive right now and it's it's we are we're about I mean, we're close to a civil war. Oh um, yeah. I mean I I mean the I broke down on uh Wednesday show, but you know, the Bruhub article was littered with just missing stuff there was just i not to break it up but i know some people don't listen to it you can go back and listen to like the full rant of it but i just hated how we didn't point out that emi udoka was 500 throughout like half the year we didn't point out any solution like all right you fire agent who are you bringing is doc rivers really going to come out of espn and his cushy ass job and you want doc rivers is that what yeah. you want you want doc rivers really no. um uh how about bringing up, if you want to like make this case, Nick Nurse, last assistant, uh, who was Indiana's coach, Borkson or whatever, he was a colossal disaster. There was a big article in Bleacher Report about it. You can read about how he was a terrible guy and say, well, I worry that Adrian Griffin's the same way. It's like the New England Patriots. Like there were so many angles you could have went with. And it was just like, hey, here are my cleaning the glass statistics. Look at me, push up my fucking glasses. Like, I- I'm sorry. Like, I like stats, but it doesn't always have to be the end-all, be-all. We've worried about yeah. stats throughout our entire Bud era bucks, and we've been great at them, and we have one fucking championship to show for it, which is great, but we probably could have more. Yeah. Yeah, we're just – I mean, we're – we're people are, are pissed, and I think, you know, a couple wins this week has, should, should cool the temperature a little bit of things. Uh, you play but Charlotte on the, Friday. If they lose to Charlotte – Right, you know, yeah. and Charlotte, Charlotte's a fast team. They get out like they are not. They are. I wouldn't say they're a good team, but they they have talent and they have guards who can score with like Lamelo. And it's you know, I'm not saying that the Bucks should lose that game. They should win it pretty easily. But Charlotte has been tricky. Now, what's interesting for Charlotte is they're going to have to figure out how does Miles Bridges fit into our rotation because the suspension is done. Charlotte's like, oh, he's he's done the right things. He can, you know, be a hornet and everything else. And so is Miles Bridges going to start out the box for them or is he going to come off the bench? Like that, that's something that they're the Hornets are are going to have to figure out. And he probably will, because some guy named Thor is their uh starting uh uh five four guards for or they're they're four on the floor. So yeah, probably their lineup actually is way worse because Gordon Hayward's out with an injury, a hamstring injury. 
They are. They, it would be pretty bad to lose this team, honestly. Now that I looked at what their starting lineup was against the Heat um, on Tuesday night. Well, and the Bucks defensively have been have been better. Yeah, you know, um, I know people don't want to want to want to hear that, but you take out the first like four games, basically since the last Toronto game. Yeah, I feel like when when it we shit kind of hit rock bottom. Um, it's been better. I mean, it's obviously not fantastic, but they've put together and they, and they've faced some. Toronto's pretty offensively challenged. Um, the Knicks are not great on offense. Uh, then they're not a fast team necessarily. Uh, the Bulls are terrible on offense. Um, but I mean, they pretty much handled the team. You know, they didn't give up one thirty to any of them. So, you know, it's it's noticeable. I'm sure the stats will back it up. The last couple of weeks, the defense has been better. So, um, not as many transition baskets, and there's still the occasional hiccup. You know, there was a bad one in the Toronto game on Wednesday. Uh, where oh, Malik Beasley did get back after he yeah, his, it like, was game. it was it was I I was gonna say the defense was good until garbage. I don't know, like was there garbage time in the game against Toronto on Wednesday? Probably. I mean, they were up by thirty, I believe, in the third quarter, and it did get down to like fifteen or maybe yeah, it got it got a little tight. They had to bring they had like bring six Dame, minutes left. They had to bring Dame back in to that game, and they didn't probably want to bring Dame back in, but. Kind of well, it was weird. Like it was weird. They like they Toronto got it to like yeah tw- ten or twelve or ten or fifteen something like that, and he he waited really long to bring Dame back. Then finally Dame got up, and I think like right when he came in, we made two threes or something, and it pretty much pretty much ended it. And I think he came back out immediately. So, um, which you really didn't want to have to bring him back in with the calf thing and and whatever, um. But you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I think, I think Griffin wanted wanted that one after, yeah. after getting embarrassed up there, totally. a couple of weeks ago. So. Yes. So this is from Mar- uh, Nate Marzian. Uh, four, first four games for the Bucks defensive rating one nineteen over hundred. They're 29th in the league. Next four games one fourteen eighteen fifteenth in the league. Last three games one twelve point nine fourteenth in the league. So like, it's not where it was with Drew. But I think if the Bucks are an average defense with Damian Lillard on, in as the point guard, is great. And right. I, I think that you're going to get more Andre Jackson Jr. minutes. I told you, Mitch, on draft night, I said to you, I said, look, this guy is a dude. And I knew he was a dude. I watched him be a dude at UConn. Big East Chuck kind of nailed this. And trust, trust, trust Big East Chuck, yeah, for sure. I, I, I I look. I can't scout every every uh, every conference in the NCAA, but Big East basketball I watch a ton of, and I just knew he was good. And he, it's showing so far. I don't know if he's going to be a starter after you know with, uh, be with if you know, uh, with Jay Crowder and, and well, Gian, he played for Giannis yesterday, but I I do think that he's going to make a case for more minutes and first quarter minutes. Cause he just is a spark plug and he gets these guys going. And yeah. I think it's just a good thing, especially when the first quarters aren't going your way. Now this first quarter went the Bucks' favor, but there have been some bad first quarters that have kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. I think he's such a Andre Jackson, Ajax as the kids are calling him now. Yeah. 
is such a great fit next to Dame just because like he's not a shooter, you know. He has surprisingly made a three point shot this year. I right. saw it with my own eyes. Um he does shoot like Michael Carter Williams, and by that I mean it looks like he doesn't know where it's going. Um <laughs> kind of like Giannis, but I like Giannis can kind of make it look like he knows where it's going. Right. It just you, you don't know where it's going gonna end up. Um but with him, the shot is ugly, but I've seen one go in, so he can do it. But it has happened before. He's a, like a high energy defender, um, great passer, and um, great rebounder. Like he just he's just gonna do everything that right that you'd want next to like. And he's like six six, not like super huge, but like could be like a pretty good two guard. You know, he kind of does. He kind of reminds you of Alex Caruso when you when you when you watch him. Now I'm not right. going there yet, but and not that Alex Caruso is like a Hall of Famer or anything, but, but he's he he's a guy that every contender wants, and yeah, that's and, and, like, and he he would be if I could you know pull somebody um, off another team and and put next to Dame, it probably would be Caruso. Caruso right. can actually shoot, kind of. He's not like a sniper, but I mean, what does LeBron yeah. call them? Lasers? Lasers? We don't have any lasers on this team. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, something year? like that. Um, so, but yeah, so it, I, I think it's kind of a Crusoe light situation that we're that we're moving toward maybe with, with Ajax. But he's got to get more minutes, and um, we'll see. That, that should happen with in the near future for sure with Crowder out and if Marjan can't play. Yeah. It's, I, it's pretty much go time with him. I would assume that you don't have Marjan this weekend, right? So you have Charlotte tonight, and then you go Dallas at home uh, on Saturday, which makes for a fun Saturday evening, uh, piling around the Pfizer Forum around that area. Um, and that game also, the over-under should be set at like 244 between the Mavericks and Bucks. Like that's like that, that could be first to 150 wins that game. Uh, just the Mavericks play zero defenses at all. And so it should be a fun run and shoot game. And you probably want Chris Middleton for it um, since he's going to play in this first game and which speaks to the allure of the in-season tournament. Um, and yeah. uh, so uh, no Middleton likely. So hopefully Giannis can, can play. Cause that's a, I mean, that is a hell of a matchup for him because they do not have a damn soul on that team that can guard Giannis. Like I know Derek Lively has had a pretty strong start to his rookie campaign, but, the Mavericks have no fucking size. So I would, I personally think you could beat Charlotte without Giannis. I think you could beat Dallas without Giannis too, but I, I want, I, I don't really want this to be a lingering injury for Giannis as, you know, Boston is next week on Wednesday. Yeah. That game is right around the corner already, isn't it? It's crazy how fast yeah. it goes, man. I'm dreading that game. Yeah. Well, Here's the here's the thing about it, and you and I are gonna probably are gonna talk behind the scenes about this for next week's what we're gonna do show wise, but no one's gonna fucking talk about it either way. It's gonna be so annoying. Right. It's that would be so bucks to win that game, and then none of the national media, none of the Boston media mafia will say fucking shit because it's Thanksgiving. It's buried, and right? It's buried. It's buried, and there's three games of football, and so no one's gonna give a fuck, and no one's gonna care. And it's going right. to be like, it'll, it'll be like it never happened. It'll disappear because we're just in the, and there's football on Friday too. So no one's going to care. 
Yeah, it's Thursday, care. Friday, Saturday, college, and Sunday, NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely buried. I mean, you you might get if there's, you know, uh morning talk show on Thanksgiving. No, I mean you probably wouldn't. No. Even that, you're getting your Packers and Lions are on at eleven thirty. You're yeah. you're in the you're in it. So quick turnaround. Anyways, um yeah, it's a speaking it is of the a, Packers. Speaking of the Packers, yeah, let's uh wrap up. The last gasp for the Green Bay Packers and the playoffs uh as they play the Los Angeles Chargers this week in Lambeau Field. The Chargers are coming in just doing Chargers things. Uh they could not stop a sneeze and gave up 41 points to the Detroit Lions. Uh they are a three and a half point favorite heading into this game. Uh it's it this could be the most offensive game that we've seen uh this season. Uh I I do feel like this is do or die though come playoffs because if you don't win this game, you're three and seven and you have the lions and the chiefs coming up. It's basically at that point, you got to go into the 2015 Milwaukee bucks competitive losing mentality where I want them to play well. I don't want them to win. And I, I do feel like I want to win every game and I'll be into it. But I, on Monday morning, when I have my cup of coffee or when I'm doing the pod on Monday or Sunday night, I'll be like, well, it helps our draft stock. It's where we are. It's just a new way, new mentality to think about it. But I don't really want to think about that right now. I don't know. Am I crazy for still wanting to chase the the playoff dream? Yeah, probably. Okay. No, that's I fine. Mean, I, I, no, I, look. It's, I, I would probably be in more of the competitive losses category right now. It's because I think they're such a young team that – and you have – you still want to see some stuff out of Jordan Love. That's why, like, the Steelers game was kind of perfect. I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're in the I competitive. Mean, I know I know we're all pissed off they lost and Joe Barry sucks and they gave up 200 yards. And I actually don't know what the final number was for rushing yards, but I know it was. Like, it was ugly. That's all you like got to know. 150 or 160 before, like, those last, like, two drives where they gashed yeah. them. Um, you know, we're all mad, but it's like, Packers are the sixth pick right now. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you might fall into a Marvin Harrison with uh, a couple of a uh, couple of unfortunate results down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, you would like to see some incremental improvement, I guess. And again, I was encouraged by the offense. I mean, you're facing. I mean, you you actually scored two touchdowns in the first half. My God, yeah. Yeah, they were, I mean, um, against, 30, against a good defense. 30 points in that first half, still chicken shit from LaFleur to not try to get more points in that end of that first quarter. You think if you just get go down there and get a field goal and it's 17 to 16, you win, you basically win the game because then you would have had, you would have got a field goal. Well, assuming Carlson makes them, obviously, but you would have probably had the shot to win. But now you don't have that. Well, you, I mean, you win if they call the lateral. Oh, yeah. I mean, properly. Yeah. There's so many little things. And I love how Gene Steratore tried to defend it on, on Twitter this week and was like, you don't understand how close this was. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. I watched this with my own eyes. You can't gaslight me. I know yeah, I, I mean, know what I saw. You can see where he releases the ball yeah. and where it where it hits the ground. It's a yard, yard and a half behind. Right. Um, and and if you know it, this game becomes way more interesting if Keenan Allen can't go. I mean, Keenan Allen's a warrior, but he was limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, I that's still going to be there. 
for Keenan Allen on Sunday, whether he goes or doesn't go. Uh, it's not going to be too cold in Lambeau. I think it's going to be like 47. So we had nice, nice November day. Nice, nice November. Yeah, it could yeah. easily be snowing. I, I've had I've had snow right in this time frame for for Lambo. So yes, um, this is yeah, yeah, that's about as good as you're gonna get. I think that Dallas well, we went to the went to we went to the year, Dallas yeah. game. Yeah, that cool. was that was like upper 30s for a high, and by a 3:25 kickoff, and it's oh, dark yeah. at at um you know halftime. It's uh. It's cold and you're out oh, there yeah. for five or five or six hours and it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not a bad day at Lambeau. I was just trying to think of like a Keenan Allen, like NBA comparison for just somebody who like has been so productive yet. So hurt all the time. <laughs> like good question. Dude, just, he's just like a walking, like 10 catches, like a hundred yards. Is he Jimmy Butler? Yeah. That's not, not terrible. Because Jimmy Butler always seems to have nicks and cuts, and he's out for three games, and then he's fine, and then he's out again for four games, and then he's fine. Like part of the reason but, why, the but, Heat... but every every team would love to have him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, no question about it. I mean, that's that's part of the Jimmy Butler experience. And but yeah, I mean, if they don't have Keenan Allen, the problem, Jim... the, the 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 slight problem with that though is Jimmy Butler's like trash for like long yeah. stretches of the regular that's season, true. and then. Yeah. And then he'll have an occasional good game. And then the playoffs, it's just he just goes crazy. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to figure it. Well, we'll figure it out. Hit us up, tap the keg on Twitter, uh Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter or X, however you want to call it, uh, with your Keenan Allen uh NBA comparison. Because that, that is a good question. But or I just I like do, any other sports comparison. It's yeah, just, I don't know. It's I tough. think I do think they have a chance against the Chargers. The Chargers defense is absolutely terrible. Sure. Like their pass defense is as bad as our run defense. And then the Chargers aren't very good at running the football. Not everybody's good at, good at running the football against Packers, but we have seen with who is it? It was the Rams, it was the Vikings, it was the Saints. Teams who have struggled to run the football against, have actually struggled against the Packers. The good running teams have succeeded. Now the Steelers weren't really running the ball well, but they have talent, right? Jalen Warren, talented player. Najee Harris, talented player. Eckler is very talented, so maybe it won't matter. Eckler is able to get free and he tears the Packers apart. I do worry about Eckler in the flat Packers forever and ever do not cover the flat. And so if you can get Quay Walker back, I think he was practicing today. That would be great. It would be very helpful to at least have the flats covered. So Eckler doesn't have like 10 catches for 120 yards. It always helps to have great athletes on the field. I think, totally. um, you know, that's my, if you take one, one take from this podcast. There you go. It always helps to have great athletes on your team. Yeah. Um, no. do you, and this do is you, an opportunity possibly for, for Matt LaFleur to be the better coach for yeah. the first time in a few games. Uh, you know, we'll see. It's the chargers are such a, an enigma. I mean, right. They have tons of talent. They've spent a lot of money. The JC Jackson thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you heard of that? You sign a guy to a free agent con like a, a four year contract, and then trade him back to where he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're unserious, so, but, man. Like they are an unserious roster. Like they just like they have talent all over the field, but somehow it just does not work. It does not work all together. Like it doesn't. Right. It doesn't come together. Like Derwin James is a guy that I think all Pack fans would kill for, even though he's always on. He never. 
never stays healthy, but he's awesome. And he's a and great he has safety. Like, doesn't he have like I heard in the, their broadcast their their game that he has like the most is it on sportsman like conduct penalties in the NFL? Right. Like four or five this year or something like that, where it's like that's you know, those are not nothing. I mean, yeah. those, that's a fifteen yard penalty momentum type play. And I mean, if you're doing that every other game or shit, probably every game that he's in there. Yeah. Because he's hurt a lot too. Right. Um and that's that's a problem. Yeah, you look at that secondary and it's Asante Samuel Jr., who's uh second round pick. Then you have Jacer Taylor as the nickelback, Alohi Gilman. Uh, who was a six rounder, and then Michael Davis, who was an undrafted guy from 2017. Like, that's nothing. Like that. Well, I, I I also wonder, you know, Christian Watson, is there going to be a squeaky wheel? Say, you got to you got to you got to catch the football. Oh right. Well, and you know, I I this has to be a big week for Christian Watson because if Christian Watson has another bad week, I really can't have another week of his family just going balls to the walls, defending him on Twitter and writing fucking essays about their son. And like, I, I don't know, like this is, I can't remember a situation where we've had a family. It's not even toxic. Cause you know, they're just defending their brother, their son, but it's, it's tiresome. I'm just tired of it. Like I get it. I understand. You said your piece. Now leave it be. Let sleeping dog lie. Wait for him to be good. His dad comparing him to Devontae Adams, like, slow down. You're right. That could happen. But Devontae Adams had a fucking great third year. So maybe not put that pressure on your boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a, a big game for him. I think as good as Jordan Love was for three and a half quarters against Pittsburgh, I think, you know, there he did he didn't win the game. He had he had chances. And and didn't do it. So right went for um, went you know, for again, the home. K- kitchen kitchen sink game here, and yeah, and we'll see if uh, he's able to pull through. Right, yeah, went for the home run, and he should have played for a bar. We've we've all done yeah. it, uh, and that's been a problem for Jordan Love all year. And I think like when Aaron Nagler said Jordan Love's more like Brett Favre than Aaron Rodgers, that was the, the kind of the moment that sunk in for me that I shouldn't compare. I should just think of it like I'm watching Favre again, and that's how I have and. It's made it a little easier to cope when he does dumb shit because it's like it's what Favre would do. And yeah, but the you know, pick the, the the pick was was more on Watson. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah, hundred percent. That was he was he was open enough. And yeah, Watson had was to, was decent. Watson had to fight for that ball. He or just push Pete or just put push Patrick Peterson out of the end zone or just just tip it, just get it out of there, just get it out of the end zone. If you can't catch it, just knock it down. Like, yeah. get it out of there. And then the, and, but then the the last interception that was what fourth down the right to end the game the, as time expired basically. That yeah. was more like Favre. Oh yeah, Whereas it's I like mean, that was a fucking idiotic throw. Well, they should have they should have thrown that short and then made Pittsburgh make a tackle and because Pittsburgh was all in, the, all in the end zone. Right, they were all in the end zone at that point. So, yeah, we'll see. I I would love to you know build some momentum for detroit i'd really like to beat fucking detroit on thanksgiving i don't think it'll happen but i don't know why I, like it, it bothers me that packer fans just want to shit down lions fans throats why like, fuck them. <laughs> i just 
they can't have like I mean, one one good season. I mean, no, and, I don't. I don't want any of. I don't want like they're frauds and fuck I, them and well. Like, let, I mean, they stink. I can't wait are, they lose. I can't wait are, to beat their ass. Like, how are they not frauds though? They lost to the Dolph. They every good team they've faced, they've gotten their ass kicked. Like, and they gave up thirty eight to the Chargers. Like, you can't be happy after giving up thirty eight points to the team you beat, right? I don't know. The Lions suck all the time, and they're actually decent. They're they're competent. So I'm supposed to suck just, their dick? They're they're no, a rival. Just just leave them alone this year. All right. <laughs> Oh, so Mitch is like, Mitch is like, leave him alone. Let him be. Let him be. Just yeah. in the corner. Nice. Just let him. Just be nice. They, they've suffered exactly. enough. They've went through enough traumatic. They've dealt with Dan Orlovsky, Charles Rogers, uh, Roy Williams. Like, they, they have, they've done enough. Like, yes. let him be. They've been, jo- through, Joey they've been through plenty. Let him, let him have one good year every 10 years. I, I can't. It would be. I, I, I he's already told no, but Dan Campbell and Texas A&M would, would be the funniest fucking thing ever, though. He probably is more of a college coach, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, no, he'll do. He'll be like a Pete Carroll. He'll flame out in the NFL. He'll wear out his welcome or Harbaugh, and then he'll go coach college and be awesome. Yeah, probably, but so, he's probably not going there. I, I wouldn't think. No, they. He already told no. So that there's that. Do you think the Packers win on Saturday on Sunday? I do. I do. I thought they were going to beat Pittsburgh, too. I, it could be similar game. You know, it'll be yeah. more high scoring. Yeah. But um, it's going to be close, probably. I don't feel great about it, but, I mean, you're in Lambeau. It's going to be colder than what the Chargers are used to. Right. Uh, the only thing is the Chargers are used to playing – Against opposing fans, yeah, um, yeah, that doesn't face that doesn't face Herbert, but and this is a gold package game, Charlie. So oh, that's but, always a huge factor. But how many Chargers fans are actually going to be there? I mean, this yeah, might just not even be a sellout. I don't like, know. Man. I, I mean, check that sellout streak. Yeah, if there's one game, it seems like uh, tickets are available for it's this one. Yeah, yeah, you could if you uh, so that yeah, we can end it there. Like, hey. If you want to go to Lambo this weekend, this is a great weekend to do it. You have a little money to spare. You're not deer hunting. Best of luck to our deer hunters. Should have probably opened with that. Like, go to Lambo, man. Yeah, I mean, you have a chance. I mean, I I had a chance to buy them. I've had well, I, from our friend Pat, I probably at the beginning of the year. I think he's yeah. probably still selling them. I wonder if he <laughs> sold those. And uh somebody through work was selling selling hers. So I was like, well. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm uh, Tra- traveling. I'm traveling uh, for Thanksgiving to to the Big Saw. So Big Saw. Uh, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to travel back to back weekends. That's not. That's not what I do. Yeah. Well. Anyways, uh, anything else for the people before we ride out? No, I think that's it. All right. Well. Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. We'll be back Monday uh, checking in on what happened this weekend. Uh, We have a lot. Obviously, we'll have a lot to talk about. And then uh, we'll have an interesting Thanksgiving week. A lot on deck Thanksgiving week, which does not make my life any easier with uh, got Packers. We have Bucks. We have Marquette at Maui. um, Lots happening. Yeah, you're you're swimming in it. Ass is in the jackpot, my friend. Um, all right. Take care guys. Have a good one. We'll see you. See you next week. Peace. Peace.